appears that we're not all going to become sheep and just walk into a uh, vaccination facility and get this increasingly uh, mandated government vaccine. I say increasingly mandated because they haven't come out and made it a law that says you have to get it, but they're using all manner of financial pressure, including firing you from your job, sending you on unpaid leave in certain industries, depending which industry you're in, if you do not agree to get the vaccine. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you have not already subscribed to the show, please do so. You can do so in one of three easy ways. You can go to the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store and search out The Jamie Dury Show. Or you can go to podbean.com or better yet, go to the App Store, the Google Play Store, the iTunes App Store, and simply download the free Podbean app. That's our hosting service. You can search out The Jamie Dury Show there and subscribe. Either way you choose to subscribe, you'll be able to listen to the show, you'll be able to comment on the show, you'll be able to leave reviews of the show, and we would like more and more of those, because the more that we get, uh, the faster the show will grow. And we have some news that's going to be uh, breaking within the next week or so to explain to you um, that we believe the show is catching on, because you will soon learn whose ire we raised by virtue of simply being in existence. But more on that in due course. Right now, the last show we had, I spoke about vaccine mania, how people were going crazy all over the world with trying to mandate vaccines. And Australia in particular, they're threatening people. You have been warned. You're not going to get your freedoms if you don't go for it and so forth. Well, there's pushback. Now, the Michigan hospital system uh, surprised me by doing this. Here in New York, you had the idiot who's no longer with us. Il Duce, uh, the former benighted governor, um, Benito Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, uh, mandating everything he could with respect to COVID-19, healthcare workers and so forth. Well, the Michigan hospital system says that workers with COVID-19 natural immunity, meaning if you've had the virus and you've survived and you have the antibodies, that you don't need the vaccine. And I've been saying this all along. Why does anyone who's had the virus and has natural immunity, because I have a friend whose father had COVID, and he engaged in a battle with a theater here in New York because he had tickets to go to a show, and they wouldn't let him go in because he didn't have the vaccine. Well, he won his dispute with this little venue because he went to his doctor, had medical tests done at his own expense, and proved that he had five times the COVID-19 antibody protection as a consequence of actually having had COVID-19 than would ever be afforded by him getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Why do I say Johnson & Johnson? Because Johnson & Johnson is the only one of the approved vaccines which is currently operating uh, under old technology where they inject you with a weakened or dead virus of the, uh, the um, bacteria or illness they wish to inoculate you against so that your body can develop antibodies to it. The other ones work on some RNA technology working with your DNA and that people are a little bit uh, afraid of that. There's a lot of misinformation going on about that, but the Johnson & Johnson vaccine does it. And this guy has five times the antibody protection as a result of having had COVID than he would get from any vaccine. So they've relented. 
So I think it's interesting here. In a statement, the Michigan hospital system says, while we still recommend vaccination for people with prior COVID-19 infection, according to this new research, there is increasing evidence that natural infection affords protection from COVID-19 reinfection and severe symptoms for a period of time. This according to Spectrum. Spectrum Health. Uh, this is a health uh, company in Michigan. It's based in Michigan. Uh, current studies are not clear on how long natural immunity protects from reinfection. Now, if you recall, in the early days of the infection here last year, they were saying, oh, the COVID-19 antibodies, uh, they don't last. You're not going to get any protection. After a while, it'll be undetectable. And this is how they were hawking the vaccine. And I made mention of the fact, uh, I think in the last show, and it's been made mention of in other shows, that people like President Biden and Vice President Harris, when they were on the campaign trail, they were very, very dead set against these vaccines, saying that they didn't trust anything that was developed under the aegis of the Trump administration. Now, of course, that's a ludicrous statement because Donald Trump was not developing the vaccines. What Donald Trump did was Donald Trump removed a lot of the red tape that many of these pharmaceutical companies have to go through in order to get vaccines and drugs approved in an attempt to accelerate the production of a vaccine so he could attenuate this pandemic problem. And he also used his business acumen to make contracts with multiple companies on a speculative basis so that whichever one got approval first, he would be able to ramp up production and get those vaccines. Nobody wants to give him credit for this. Everybody wants to say, oh, the Chinese gave us the DNA. Well, if the Chinese gave us anything, it's because they created the damn thing with our money in the virology lab in Wuhan. But be that as it may, now all of a sudden, the narrative seems to have changed. Now the studies show that it gives you protection for a period of time. They just don't know how long. Under hospital policy in Michigan, workers will still have to submit to an antibody test to prove they're immune. But I don't think that's unreasonable. If you're a healthcare worker and they want you vaccinated because they don't want you infecting other people and they want to protect you, uh, and you're saying you don't need it because you had COVID and you have the antibodies, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask them to show that you have the antibodies. But if you do, I don't think they should be able to compel you to have the vaccine. Natural immunity, reading from the article, meaning that a person has contracted COVID-19 and recovered, is rarely discussed in national conversations about vaccines. Although some studies have shown that individuals who were previously infected have displayed significant resistance to the virus. Researchers in Israel, for example, the article goes on, found that previous infection has provided better protection to individuals against the Delta variant than the Pfizer mRNA vaccine. Now, that's interesting because everybody is getting into a blind panic over this Delta variant. And I've told you before on this program, and I'm going to tell you again, it is a canard. The Delta variant may be more contagious than the actual primary version of COVID-19, but it is significantly less lethal. Current stats from the CDC show eight hundredths of one percent lethality. That's one. That's eight deaths in every 10,000 cases. And you can assure yourself that most of those people 
in those uh, eight of the eight that would potentially die are people with pre-existing conditions who are otherwise at risk of death because of their current state of health. So you're talking like what, one in 1,200 people are going to die? That's not a very, very high mortality rate. And like I said the other day, you can't zero yourself out. You can't zero the country out in terms of risk. We can't make our end game. We're going to have all manner of restrictions until we eradicate it completely. You never get to zero. I gave the example the other day. Take a pot of coffee and a clear glass beaker. Dump 50% of it out and replace it with 50% water. It's going to be light in color or lighter in color, but it's still 50% coffee. Dump half of it out again. Double down. Replace it with water. It's still 25% coffee. Do it again. It's still 12.5% coffee. Do it again. It's still six and a quarter percent coffee. You can keep having it all you want. You can keep doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. You're never going to make it disappear. All you can do is get it to a very reasonable and acceptable level. And eight hundredths of one percent, ladies and gentlemen, is a lower death rate than we get from the seasonal flu. So I don't know what all the angst is about. But speaking to that, this analysis demonstrated that natural immunity affords longer-lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease, and hospitalization due to the Delta variant, researchers from the Maccabi Healthcare and Tel Aviv University said. On September 11th, Biden Administration 19 advisor Dr. Anthony Phony Fauci said that another new study from Israel regarding natural immunity has triggered discussion among experts. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. Uh, Responding to a question about whether individuals who were previously infected should get the vaccine. That's something we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. Uh, The one thing that the paper from Israel didn't tell you is whether or not as high a protection is with natural infection. What's the durability? Please. There are people who have gotten the vaccine, who have gotten infected with the virus. So don't talk to me about the durability. Natural immunity is a phenomenon that we have relied upon to protect us against uh, contagions uh, as long as the science of man has been able to identify things known as contagions. Uh, The Black Plague was a real pandemic that wiped out 50% of the population of Europe. The Spanish flu killed untold millions worldwide. And considering the population of the earth was far lower than it is now, the lethality of the Spanish flu was on orders of magnitude greater than the, uh, um, the lethality of COVID-19. We were able to beat the Spanish flu eventually with natural immunity. Nobody's come up with a cure for the Spanish flu. It's still out there, just that we have herd immunity. So you If I had the virus, if I knew I had the virus, in fact, I now regret getting the vaccine. As I've told you in the past, I have other businesses that required me to get a vaccine in order for me to run them or I'd be bankrupted. So I felt very ill-served as if I had a financial gun held to my head. What I probably should have done with the benefit of hindsight was go out and get an antibody test. Show that I had the antibodies if I did. I don't know if I ever had COVID-19. Many people don't know that they've had it because 97% or more of the people who get it have symptoms so mild as to not raise any red flags. So I may have had it. And if I had it, uh, I would have liked to have uh, maybe not getting the vaccine. One thing I can tell you, I'm not getting any booster shots. 
Now, there was another landmark study from Emory University and published in the journal Cell Reports Medicine July revealed that individuals who have natural immunity display long and robust protection against COVID-19. Quote, we saw that antibody responses, especially IgG antibodies, were not only durable in the vast majority of patients, but decayed at a slower rate than previously estimated, which suggests that patients are generating longer-lived plasma cells that can neutralize the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, says Rafi Ahmed, director at Emory Vaccine Center and lead author. Now, if more and more information like this comes to the fore and people in the media have the courage to report it. Now, this has been reported in the Epic Times. A lot of people don't want to touch these stories in the mainstream media. But if this stuff continues to come to the fore and with the abundance of alternative media now that people have, podcasts and the like, it's going to be very, very difficult for the government to credibly stick with this vaccine mania that they're trying to go through. And now we're getting other pushback. Here in my own state of New York, a federal judge has blocked the New York State health work, uh, care worker vaccination mandate. On Tuesday, that's today, a federal judge granted an emergency injunction blocking the state of New York from enforcing a new CCP virus vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. 17 medical health professionals had asked the court to enjoin enforcement of New York's mandate that then Governor Andrew Cuomo announced on August 16th. The mandate required that staff at hospitals, I'm reading directly from the article now, and long-term care facilities such as nursing homes, adult care facilities, and other congregate care settings be vaccinated for COVID-19 to continue to be employed. The plaintiffs, including doctors, nurses, a medical technician, and a physician's liaison, were facing termination, loss of hospital admitting privileges, and the destruction of their careers unless they consented to be vaccinated with vaccines in contradiction of their religious beliefs that their lawsuit argued. There were also other people, I should mind uh, point out, that felt they couldn't get the vaccine because they had real health issues that would prevent them from getting the vaccine. The vaccine could have bothered them. Their religious beliefs compelled the plaintiffs to, quote, to refuse vaccination with the available COVID-19 vaccines, all of which employ aborted fetus cell lines in their testing, development, or production. Now, I must confess, I was not aware of that until I read this article. I didn't know how these vaccines were developed. I just knew they were using a different technology. Um, this is new news to me, and I'm sure it's new news to many of you. The healthcare employees argued that the vaccine mandate would nullify protections for sincere religious beliefs under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, even though prior state health order in effect just days earlier had afforded the same protections. Quote, what New York is attempting to do is slam shut an escape hatch from an unconstitutional vaccine mandate, said attorney Christopher Ferrara of the Thomas More Society Special Counsel in a statement before the injunction was granted. And they are doing this while knowing that many people have sincere religious objections to vaccines that were tested, developed, or produced with cell lines derived from aborted children. Judge David Hurd of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of New York granted a temporary restraining order 
the morning of September 14th, that's today, this lawsuit was brought against New York State current governor, Kathy Hochul. Now, before any of you jump to a conclusion and say, oh, I'll bet it's a Trump-appointed federal judge, au contraire, Judge David Hurd was appointed to the U.S. District Court by none other than Bill Clinton. So he's been there for some time. The vaccine mandate is suspended and the New York Department of Health is barred from taking any action, disciplinary or otherwise, against the licensure, certification, residency, admitting privileges, or other professional status or qualification of any of the plaintiffs on account of their seeking or having obtained a religious exemption from mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. That's the judge's order. Now, how long is this going to um, stay in effect? I don't know. Will the state try and appeal this to the Second Circuit? Uh, Most likely, they will try and appeal it to the circuit. I don't know how it's going to shake out. But it takes time for these things to wind their way through their courts. And if we get continued studies coming out of places like Israel and Emory University and other institutions of higher learning, which clearly indicate that natural immunity has been short uh, short sold by the government and that it provides as equally good benefit against the infection as the vaccines do, in some cases better, uh, the argument for mandatory vaccination and closures and everything else is going to really quickly lose steam. Uh, The other thing, too, is if, if natural immunity is the best immunity and most people are not at risk, doesn't it make sense that we should be doing what most sane minded people and yours truly have said from the beginning you want to have lockdowns you want to have vaccinations tell the people who are at risk from COVID-19 to stay home tell the people who are at risk from COVID-19 in terms of lethality to get the vaccine let the rest of us who are in otherwise excellent health go out get it Acquire herd immunity and put this nonsense behind us. This was a canard from day one, and I still have not figured out yet. We don't know. I think it's going to come to fruition sooner rather than later. But we still don't know if the Democrats and other people in this country and the Chinese just took advantage of this crisis to try and undermine an election with all this nonsense and the mail-in voting and the same-day registration and the online voting or whether or not this was by design to create this, to try and wreck the economy and then afford an opportunity to steal an election. But anyway, you slice it. There is no justification as more and more of this evidence comes out, and it's going to come out that they probably knew it all along, that that natural immunity was going to get us out of this thing. We never, never should have allowed this to take place. Never. So the steam is coming out of the vaccine argument as far as I'm concerned. When I see a state like Michigan taking a position like this, an otherwise blue state, you have to know that most of the other red states are going to follow suit. They haven't done this vaccine mandate nonsense. And if a state like Michigan could do it, what makes you think a place like New York couldn't do it? I know plenty of healthcare workers in New York. They don't want the vaccine. And they're people that should be in the know. If they don't want to take it, they shouldn't be made to take it. And I think 
If you can demonstrate that you've had COVID-19 and you have the antibodies, you shouldn't be made to take it. Now, here's a little side note. The main topic of today's show was talking about these vaccines and the pushback that we're now getting and the evidence that, which is increasing, that natural immunity may be the best immunity after all, as it's been for many, many years with many other illnesses. We all know about what's been going on with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and this increasing racial divide that's being whipped up by people who take advantage of these things. But somebody sent me an email. This is pretty interesting. I'm going to read this. It's probably been forwarded to you. Uh, Now, I don't know 100% if this is verified, but I watch TV like anyone else. And just judging from my own view of commercials and what I've seen, I can absolutely believe that this is true because nothing that I've seen in commercials over the course of the last year or so would lead me to believe that it isn't true. Let me read you this email. A spreadsheet of TV commercials shows the following over a four-month period. And again, you can take this for what it's worth. White men have all but disappeared. When they are in commercials, they are either old, ugly and sick, or they are the partner of a black woman and have no speaking part. In three of the commercials, the white men are doing laundry and always paired with a little girl to whom they are delivering the clean clothes. There were zero commercials of white fathers and sons. None. Equally disturbing, young white boys and teens have also disappeared from commercials. The study found a majority of the children were white girls with a black brother. Mostly, TV commercial couples consist of a white woman with a black man. Are they trying to program the people of today? Now, that part, I don't know if I can verify or or agree with based on my own uh, viewing of commercials. I can say, without question, virtually all of the couples that you see on TV today are clearly interracial. You don't see any more white couples on TV. Uh, But I don't know that I would agree that the commercial couples mostly consist of a white woman and a black man. I've seen a lot of commercials with black women and white men. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think there's any denying that there's an agenda here and that there are a preponderance of interracial couples. I may continue. Amazingly, in the month of December, there was an uptick in good-looking white male models. Research determined that in each and every case, it was a cologne commercial, and every one of those commercials were made in Europe, where they still use muscular, masculine white men. One insurance commercial featured a good-looking white guy in his 20s. He was so mind-numbingly stupid that he was incapable of delivering his lines and couldn't even say Liberty Mutual, the insurance company featured in the commercial. Over a period of four months, it concluded that while the African-American population in America is only 12%, they were in 94.3% of the commercials. Black males are only 5% of our population, yet they were in 89.7 of the ads. White males make up the largest segment of our population, yet were only in 4% of the TV commercials. In most of those cases, they are in their 60s to 80s and were pushing medication for debilitating diseases, 
reverse mortgages, or Medicare plans. While the study had many, many more alarming facts, one that really stands out is that each and every ad for new cars featured a woman driver, except for Lincoln. Only one ad included a white male passenger, and he is not behind the wheel. A black woman is. In the commercials for automobiles, there were more black women drivers than white women. Again, Europe was the exception here. Mercedes and BMW had no visible drivers. They showed the cars cruising highways with license plates that were obviously European, but never allowed a view where the driver was visible. I found that very interesting. The questions then. Who casts these commercial shoots? Who directs the directors to cast certain types? How did this trend in commercials happen all at the same time? At federal government direction? Can you say conspiracy? What is going on here? Looks like white lives don't matter and black privilege has taken over. Now, again, those are not my words. I'm reading you this email. But again, you will note that I mentioned the other day that when you look uh, to come to a podcast to get news because your news needs are not being met by the mainstream media, people come here not simply for information. They also come here for validation of things that they themselves are already thinking. And they want to know that they're not alone, that they're not crazy, that it's not their imagination. Now, as I said, I cannot independently verify each and every one of those things, but I see very little reason to dispute most of what I just read in that email because my own eyes and ears tell me that much of it is true. Again, I cannot say with a, with a degree of certainty that all of these couples featured a white woman with a black man, but I can tell you, and you've all seen it yourselves, that the overwhelming majority of couples today in these commercials are interracial. That is not in dispute. The fact that white men don't have a prominent role in the commercials anymore, that is also not in dispute. The point is, how can it be that all of these commercials across all industries and across all product lines can display these same tendencies if it were not part of a grand design? One of the main reasons why liberals controlled Hollywood is because they realized that with their money, their time, and their talent, the actors, the ability to craft and tug at people's heartstrings. They could manipulate people's opinions with propaganda. Look at the movies that win awards that are otherwise flops. That movie about Harvey Milk, the former gay councilman and fought for gay rights, I think Sean Penn played his part, he was ultimately killed in San Francisco was a financial disaster. What is the reason to make these movies? Because Hollywood is foisting an agenda upon the American people. The left is foisting an agenda. So they make movies that really are blockbusters so they can take the profit from those movies and invest them in movies that they know are not going to be a commercial success, but give them a forum and give them a way to communicate their agenda to the American people. You're seeing the same thing in news agencies. Whether you watch ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, you see the same garbage. The same stories are reported. That doesn't surprise me because certain stories are newsworthy and certain are not. But the same take, the same slant 
is given on every story. And things like we speak about here on this show are conspicuously absent. So no, you're not nuts. You're not the only one thinking these things. Keep on thinking it. Keep on challenging the status quo. And most importantly, keep listening to The Jamie Dury Show. Until next time, I'm Jamie Dury.